This is the Macworld Podcast, episode 483, for November 18th, 2015. Welcome back to the Macworld Podcast, everyone. I'm Glenn Fleischman, a senior contributor at Macworld. And joining me, as always, is Susie Oaks, the executive editor of Macworld. Hello, Susie. Hello. Hello. I can hardly see you from Seattle because you're holding an iPad Pro in front of your face and it blocks it's out the so sun. It's so big. Yeah, I love this thing. And I'm, uh, I'm a little jealous. Later in the episode, you guys, uh, you'll be talking to Dan Benjamin of the 5x5 network about the iPad Pro. Since you both have your hands on them, I went to... Yeah, uh, he came to San Francisco last week for a thing and he was tweeting like, I saw the iPad Pro, I have a lot of thoughts on it. And I was like, ooh, I have thoughts on it. Let's express our thoughts together and record them and share them with the people. So that's what we did. Thoughts and on a podcast? This yep. is unheard of. I know. We thought we'd give it, it a try. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I went to the Apple store the day of release. I was like driving around. I'm like, oh, I'll pop in. You know, it'll probably be busy, whatever. I go and the store's sort of dead and I'm walking around. I'm like, I know the thing's bigger. I should be able to spot it. <laughs> and I finally, there's a table of iPads and I'm like, am I just losing my mind? And I, then I see, oh, there it is. There's a guy messing with it. There's just one. And then I realized, I know the guy. He's a local uh, fellow. used to do some work in a co-working space. But I'm like, oh, yeah, let's go in. And he's messing with it. I'm like, is there a pencil? He's like, no. The guy said they're not getting their own pencils yet. And I see an Apple employee nearby. I'm like, uh, and he's like, oh, we'll have a table lease tomorrow. This was, you know, release day. We'll have a table tomorrow. I'm like, well, you have pencils? Like, yeah, those are coming in to, I guess, for demo at least. So that was Wednesday? That was Wednesday. Huh. So they were not prepped. This is the U Village Apple store. I mean, no, no knock on them. This is a distribution problem. This is one of the high volume stores. I mean, I know there's hundreds, but and this isn't the Soho, you know, it's not like the New York store. But this is one of the early stores that was opened. It's one of their big stores. And um, mm. I was a little shocked that they did not have... Uh, you know, there's a Microsoft store across so the way. The are so confusing now. So when the Apple TV launched, they said, okay, pre-orders on Wednesday. It'll ship later that week. And then I ordered it, paid for rush shipping to have it on Friday. They appeared in stores on Friday. Yeah, And I felt weird. stupid. I was like, oh, I should have known later this week is Friday. And I could have just walked to the store and picked it up and saved like that. I think it was $17 to rush ship it. But then this time I get on my Apple store app to order the iPad Pro at like 2 in the morning on Wednesday morning. And it's offering me in-store pickup at a store in Emeryville, which oh. is closest to my house, yeah. on Wednesday. And I didn't trust it. It was 2 a.m. And I was like, you know, if I yeah. take the day off, go to Emeryville, you know, what if they don't have a, a iPad for me? I'm going to be so angry. So I paid for the rush shipping of the iPad. I think that was $20. And it arrived on Thursday but I don't really know. Like, it seemed like maybe I could have gone and picked one up in a store on Wednesday, but I just, I didn't trust it. Like, I don't, I, you know, it's so strange. Their launches are really bananas now. Well, there's a lot of, this is a recurring theme lately. And I hate to be, like, I don't want to be in the bandwagon. We have, we have the Macalope to debunk people who uh, take these kinds of things. We should have, uh, uh, it, I guess it's not a he or she. Well, it's technically maybe, maybe it's a he. Uh, back <laughs> on the show to talk uh, with a vocoder about, um, about this, but you know, the, it's the, the it's worst a, kept secret in technology. I know exactly. It's not right. Whoever, whoever that is, uh, I'm just waiting for Mark Gurman to like tell everybody. I know it's just, it's unnecessary. Love you, Mark. There's a, well, there's a point at which uh, if someone people use pseudonyms when they have jobs they're trying to protect. There was a Stanley Bing wrote for was it Fortune for years was a pseudonym for someone who was in the financial industry and wrote scathing insider stuff that would have gotten him fired. So uh, I don't think we're quite in that position with the Macalope. But but I mean you know so we have our in-house skeptic who. 
who debunks a lot of the crud that comes out that's trying to take a narrative of, you know, Apple's failing, Apple's whatever. But from the perspective of longtime Apple product users, testers, people interact with the company, it's not like things are off the hook, but I just, I'm like, when do they get the, when do they fix this? Cause something is not right. They're, they're Maybe not. Maybe they don't want people lining up anymore. Just, but then they tell people not to. I mean, but then they'd say yes or no. Like there's no, there's no reason to. Uh, and it's not like the iPad Pro was not, and the Apple TV are not the Apple Watch. You're not going to have people lining up for them, you know, the night before hundreds at each store. So mm-hmm. um, I don't think we're in that mode I feel like anymore. The phone is the only thing that people should line up for anymore. And I don't even think people should line up for the phone. But I understand why some people would choose to. Yeah, you're at, right. We're at a post point for that because you get it through your carrier or you do. I mean, there's a lot of other options for it. I just think that they are not executing well. If this is a plan, it's a bad plan. If this is not a plan, it doesn't mean things are wrong at Apple. Apple is doomed. It's just they're, they should be able to do better. They have... $200 billion in the bank. And I feel like they keep slipping on deadlines. And even though, you know, a deadline doesn't exist until they announce what it is. Like if they have internal deadlines and they miss them, you know, like no with the Apple know. Watch, yeah. Apple TV, that's fine. But when you get something where they're like, we're going to be out on, you know, such and such. And then you're like, all right, well, can I get it in the store? Dunno. You know, will it arrive? Uh, sure. And then they're making little software tweaks like a few days later. You're like, you should have fixed that before you shipped it. Yeah, exactly. There's just a lot of few, things feel things feel unfinished. Like I don't want to buy a hunk of wood with, with splinters in it from Apple. I want to buy... A smooth thing that's been nicely shellacted. Um, <laughs> well, so we're going to talk about a little bit of news, and then we will segue into a discussion with two people who actually use the iPad Pro. Um, so your friend wouldn't let you use it? Uh, well, I didn't have that much time. <laughs> you should have been and, like, shove no, over, buddy. I want to try this, too. I oh, there was no pencil. pencil. So, yeah, I mean, yeah. the pencil is a thing. It's like, if I don't have the pencil, then what am I doing? I'm just, it's just a big, it's just a big iPad. It's just a really big iPod it's touch. big iPod touch. Exactly. <laughs> I, mean, I made so, that joke last time. Sorry, everybody. It's a good, it's, uh, it's an old one's good one. But yeah, I, so I, uh, but I figured I'd go back and then I just haven't, I haven't been able to motivate myself without knowing that there was a pencil there to, because uh, I want to try calligraphy. I want to try drawing. I want to see uh, what it's like. Um, but so let's talk a little bit of news, and then we'll uh, then we'll we'll dive into the next thing here. Uh, so Tim Cook, it's very nice of him. He confirmed uh, something I wrote uh, a few <laughs> months ago. Fair play, not to me. Um, but Tim Cook said, after saying, "Why do you need a PC?" but with a lot of provisos, a few, you know, last week we're like, "Oh, Tim Cook says the iPad Pro can replace PCs." Well, not exactly, but for some people. Can then now there's a story in MacWorld.com you can read. He said, uh, "No, we're not going to. The iOS and OS 10 are very different needs, so they're not actually going to converge." You know, he said that. Not, I would say the statement was fairly explicit. Like it wasn't never whatever. He did a little bit of the Steve Jobs thing where he said, "You know, it's not what our users are asking for." Um, we don't see how that fits in, but that doesn't mean that things can't change, right? Uh, but that was the thesis. I wrote a thing about. Um, the iPad Pro being a pilot fish for an ARM-based OS X laptop. And I think we're seeing a lot more buzz about that. I had no inside knowledge, uh, but it's logical. Apple wants to control everything in its process. And so if it can make the, its CPU for its devices, that's amazing. That lets them control the future of its laptop. So I think we have ever more indications that we're going to see an OS X ported to ARM-based architecture. And I mean, I know there's a lot of technical issues involved in that, but Apple has gone through a, uh, a lot of stuff like that in the past. So it doesn't mean iOS on a laptop. It means OS X on ARM. I mean, I think that's 
it's it sounds like it's much more near term likely than I would have thought. Uh, How would that ago. compare to when they switched from PowerPC processors to Intel processors back in two thousand six? Well, I'm trying to remember because the uh, the sixty eight thousand switch to PowerPC was more profound because you went from. Uh, Oh, CISC to RISC, right? It was complex instruction set to reduced, which was a big philosophical thing. And as I recall, it involved a lot more um, – uh, it was a different architecture. I mean, it was a whole different approach to writing software. So, And that was before Apple had uh, – boy, that was before Xcode. I'm trying to remember when Xcode shipped. So my understanding, the reason that life has gotten better for developers in some ways is they're not relying on third-party development tools. You're relying on Apple's tools. So if something mm-hmm. goes wacky with Xcode – uh, you're all stuck with um, with dealing with the limitations of that for building software. Uh, but I think the fact that you can use one development environment and target many different uh, 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 outcomes, uh, even though that's, you know, again, that's not a simple matter, but it's all in one environment. I think that they would be able to, unless I'm dramatically mistaken, they'd be able to provide an environment that's either, that's like Rosetta-like, um, which was the emulation layer for PowerPC inside of uh, – inside of uh, Intel. And uh, Rosetta worked really well in my recollection. I don't think there was almost anything. I had to get a few compatibility fixes for software um, to allow it to run. I think it ran slower, but processors were so much slower then. Uh, And they can run emulation now at a, um, I mean, you can basically run, if they had to run a, uh, an Intel layer of emulation, it's practically like at the chip level. That's what the whole hypervisor thing is. It's why they can, um, it's not boot camp, but you can run uh, you know, Windows inside an, an emulation OS X. It's a different thing than it used to be because it runs in kind of a lower, like closer to the metal of the chip. Um, so you get fa- much faster performance. So if they have to do a Rosetta layer, uh, that seems doable. So I don't know, maybe uh, programmers will say, oh, you're an idiot. Uh, ARM is such a different architecture. We can't just do that. But on the other hand, iOS and OS X are, you know, iOS is running on ARM. OS X is running on, power, on uh, Intel. Um, maybe it's not as big a deal in terms of, uh, you know, the transition. Right. We'll see. It's it's complicated. But anyway, I, I think the whole idea is that I think Apple wants to control everything that it can. You know, it, if it could be mining aluminum, it probably would, but it's not worthwhile to go down to that level. <laughs> Apple Lu- ap- ap- the Apple-luminium plant. <laughs> uh, Their own special metal. But speaking of uh, the other Apple, uh, we were talking about Apple missteps earlier, the Mac App Store certificate expiration. Did that bite you? Did you have anything not launch? Yes. I, well, I got the error, and I think I'd even heard about the, you know, people are getting these weird errors, and I got the error saying, like, Fantastical is damaged, and you have to delete it. And I was like, <sighs> oh, my. Oh, my word. And I deleted Fantastical like an idiot. And then I went to download a new copy in the Mac App Store like I was instructed to. And whoops, they're not even selling Fantastical anymore. It's only Fantastical 2. Oh, no. Which I had already tried. Yeah. And I, it wouldn't let me log into my iCloud. I was having a lot of problems with it. So that's why it was still on my Mac, but I was using Fantastical 1. So I was able to just, you know, grab it out of the trash again and reinstall it. And it wasn't a big deal. But I felt really stupid that I had, like, fallen for that, for that error message. When really it was just, like, you know, some restarts and it would be okay. But well, yeah, what an embarrassment. Oh my goodness. Yeah, I had uh, some back channel from uh, from Apple and from some people who work at Apple and then from developers. Did they call you after you'd published that? Well, let's not say they called me. Let's just say <laughs> I heard a little information. But the thing is, they're, I mean, they're Sometimes you know, clearly- Sometimes they call when you write something they It's don't true. Like. Um, the, the bottom line is like Apple is managing thousands of certificates of all sorts, and this was one of them. And the issue isn't, you know, I was thinking about writing something about this, but it gets way down into the weeds. I wrote one thing about 
it is embarrassing. Apple needs to step up because users can't do anything about this. But there was a, a presentation problem. Is it presented the wrong error? Is that it's damage needs to be deleted when in fact something else had gone on? There's an issue that some apps have outdated security codes. So in fact, Apple had issued a new certificate that uses, um, I mean, again, not to get in the weeds, but there's an older, like certificates have a uh, signature that, that uh, proves that the information that's in plain text in them is accurate. And so there's an older algorithm called SHA-1 that's been used for a while and are being moved away from rapidly because it can be broken. You can use brute force to calculate identical cryptographic uh, outcomes with different information. So I can have text A and text B and produce the same signature, and that's called a collision. If I can do that, means essentially I can forge things, right? So SHA-1 is considered highly vulnerable now, even though it hasn't been fully proven, but at a certain level, um, it's, it's inevitable within the next, uh, anywhere from months to a couple years, it'll be possible to show in practice, just not theoretically. Uh, so everyone's been moving towards uh, SHA-2, particularly, or specifically the SHA-256 version. That's all very technical. You'll start seeing warnings in browsers about this though, because uh, there's even a setting. If you go into Safari and you have developer enabled, you can say, I think it's deprecate, what is it? Uh, uh, treat SHA-1 certificates as insecure, which is an extreme step. But if you're worried about um, a website being subverted and having a different, or you know, being intercepted, there's all this stuff going on, right? I'm gonna write more about this because it's uh, continuing to confuse people because we're gonna get weird errors. So anyway, Apple had issued an updated Mac App Store certificate that relates specifically to signing apps. They released a SHA-2 one, and the SHA-1 expired. And the problem was not all apps were looking to validate against this newer certificate type. So in fact, it sh if, if we lived in an ideal world, this error might not have occurred. Um, but there's an issue about Mac App Store apps have a receipt that has cryptographic information in it. And it uh, when the old certificate expired, this certificate inside the app can't be validated, even if you've already logged in and you validated that you're have the ability to run this app because it's attached to your account. So then it would fail. It would say it was damaged. If you're offline, you couldn't reach the server. If the app's internal code was out of date, it couldn't get the new certificate. It was like, ah, you know, all these things have. So in the end, Apple had to reissue a, uh, an older certificate and it's working with, it's going to find all these developers using outdated security libraries that aren't insecure. It's just, they're not up to date. They aren't using the latest things. So it'll pass. But I thought it was a mess for users because as far as I can tell, Apple didn't put out a public statement. I didn't get anything from them that was public. Um, I didn't see a message, and all no. the errors were confusing. And even if you did what the errors said, you wouldn't wind up with the right outcome necessarily. Yeah. And true, if you're running older software, if you're running software that's a few years old, you bought from the Mac App Store, hasn't been updated, it might have an old security library in it because that was fine at the time. Or it might not even be for sale anymore. And if you deleted it and emptied your ah. trash and then tried to go buy it again, whoops. You can get it from there. Tip. I found this out because of the magazine app that I had, um, which is no longer for sale. You should always be able to go, in, whether on iOS or OS X, to um, your purchases list. So even if you can't uh, oh. re-download it, if you go to purchases, but sometimes I don't know if you can always search and find it. You have to go to purchases and you have to scroll down and manually find the app. Oh, but I have so many purchases. I know, I know. I <laughs> it's presented in different ways. So I can't, I think in iOS you can search an OS X app store. It's you always may fun not when you're setting up a new Mac and you're going through their purchases thing and there's, you know, like 200 apps in there and like four that you actually oh, use. Well, I wrote a book a few years Tech ago called- Tech uh, problems. Yeah, uh, I wrote a best, uh, I was like five-star apps- 
for the uh, for iOS uh, like was five years ago, I think, and I uh, contacted hundreds of developers and you know review, looked at like seven hundred pieces of software. So I have like a thousand things I bought. So when I look at purchases, it's like ah, it's out of control. Yeah. Oh, my uh, iOS one is even more out of control. There's so many, but... Yeah, well, we're going to get to your iPad Pro discussion here in a second. I just want to talk about uh, two more things briefly. One is Beats Music is shutting down, which was widely expected after Apple Music uh, yeah. launched, but people note that. And then... Uh, but so is my beloved Ardio. Yeah, that wasn't on our list couple... to talk about, but I'm heartbroken, you guys. We I'm going to have um, to do, like, Apple Music or Spotify or something. Let's bring in another Ardio user, you know, and talk about that next week, too, because I'm not an Ardio user. I've used Pandora at times, but not Ardio or Spotify. Oh, you Spotify Pandora a bit, too. Pandora bought Ardio. So, yeah, let's let's talk about... Let's put yeah, that on our we'll list for next, next week. week. Just then, know that I'm sad and I have a lot of thoughts. I hear a, a lot, lot about that, thoughts. too. Yeah, and then uh, beat, yeah, some Beats Music. Some people are sad about that, but I don't think it ever accelerated. They really bought it to, not, I'm going to say eviscerate, they bought it to suck the lifeblood out and put it into its own branded product, which is what they Yeah, did. once Apple Music launched on Android, I mean, that that was the nail in the coffin for Beats Music, because they had kept it around because, you know, they, it was cross-platform, so a lot of Android users were still using Beats Music, but I don't think you could sign up for new subscriptions, so it was just kind of a legacy thing, and yeah, shutting down November 30th. If you are in Beats Music, I think you're going to get some communication about what happens. But um, yeah, you can move your picks and preferences over to Apple Music Lots if you good. want. And of course, you know, the free trial is still happening if you haven't tried Apple Music yet. Uh, last thing I want to mention, too, was uh, rumors of Apple Pay person-to-person -person payment. Yeah, that would you, be great. Did you own a Palm Pilot back in the day? No, I did not. Well, I know you and Jeff Carlson used to pay for each other's lunches. With we the used to. That's right. We used to. We brag about. We used to infrared. Now I got gigabit. <laughs> I used to pay with uh, yeah PayPal. You brought this up in the past. That's right. Hey, it was so cool, man. Let me tell you about right. Well, now you got right. Square Cutting Cash. Edge. The modern equivalent is Square Cash, and there's uh, Dwala, and there's Venmo, Venmo and there's Gabuti. PayPal lets you play people. There's, yeah. there's probably things there's like Gab Gabuti and Spring Rob or something. I don't know. It's just like any kind of <laughs> combination. Making up startups. I just make it up names. Any kind of phonetic sound you can make as a startup now uh but so yeah so the apple per check your bank account i think you just got 40 million in <laughs> so Bringa. if i say say na names that are not pronounceable in english um then i get money that's how it no works vowels, no vowels no secret <laughs> so it'd be like the stefan sketch the hot the hot new startup is Bringa. All right, it's old SNL references. That's old. I am two-year-old SNL references, uh, but I'm excited by the potential because I mean, Square Cash is actually useful, and I've used it with people. It's it's relatively simple, but you still have to get people to sign up their debit account with it. It's still a thing they have to do and enroll. Apple Pay. There's a billion people in the world, and probably I don't know, hundred with uh, Apple devices, probably a hundred billion, something like that, maybe two hundred billion now, would have the capability for Apple Pay somewhere in that range. It might be more uh, with all the new devices shipping. Uh, and uh, it's a person-to-person -person payment. It's a huge, huge, um, I'd say it's not industry, but it's something that there's clearly demand for. And uh, we shall see what happens there. Well, the, so the Wall Street Journal that broke the rumor said that um, they're talking to, to banks. And so mobile payments are usually from your checking account. And right now, I mean, I have my debit card in Apple Pay. But Apple Pay goes through cards. It doesn't automatically go, you know, right to your account. Like that's one of the things right. we make fun of with currency. So, so <laughs> this could be an expansion on Apple Pay. Maybe, um, you know, you would. 
the other thing is that Apple Pay is only supported on like some iPhones, but not all the iPhones. Right. So that could be a snag. I mean, now with like Square Cash and Venmo, it really like you can send money to anyone with an email address. And if Apple Pay was going to roll out something and they were like, oh, yeah, iPhone 6S users can send money to other iPhone 6 and 6S users, but not to people with an iPhone 5 and only to an iPad if it you know has this like whatever like that, that could be a problem. So I'm sure they're thinking of all this and, and, and they'll get it um, worked out. But that those were the first couple of things that occurred to me when I heard these rumors. Yeah, but they should Apple's, still do it. It sounds great. Yeah, Apple's pretty good about not caring. <laughs> <laughs> I know, right? So, and they sometimes have elaborate sheets. And so, I mean, they're like between the Apple Watch. So if you've got a, how far back But if they want it to be a better experience than what's out there, yeah. I mean, what's out there is a pretty easy experience. Like you do have to sign up for a service, but, you know, it works on any, you don't have to know like what phone model and operating system your no, desired you're right. pay is using. And we don't want to tie it into, you know, they're not going to let you add debit cards to iTunes or something because that would be a horrible experience to have to add a card um, there. So it may be they're waiting. It may be that uh, if they're, if they want to get a sufficient you know, volume, then they wait until the fall. They develop a thing, they sign it all, maybe they put it in limited beta and they're like, we're trying a thing, but we don't, you know, we don't want to make this unavailable to some of our customers. So we're going to wait a little while before we roll it out. But you, you know, people who you want to opt into it, you can try it or whatever, make it a, a thing like that. Although that's not usually the Apple style. They don't do a lot of that, but they're doing more testing of stuff in public. So perhaps they would, but, uh, uh, I just like the idea of, um, you know, then if, the best thing would be if you could create a, you know, like a lunch splitting app that tied into Apple Pay. So it's like, okay, you know, Caitlin ordered the lobster, uh, Leah ordered the, uh, the filet of sole, Susie ordered a swizzle stick. And uh, how much is that? Let's punch that in. And uh, Susie just had four martinis. Susie, Susie had water. <laughs> she had tap water. And what do we eat, Joe? Okay, now put your finger down. What did down Susie order boom. before she got ejected from the restaurant? I said, Susie ordered four cocktails, and she, your fingerprint was too blurry at that point <laughs> to trigger it. All right, well, let's move on, and uh, I will hand off to an interview previously recorded, which I'm looking forward to hearing too, as well, because I, I I'm in uh, tracking the iPad Pro conversations, and I know you guys it's talk fun. about There's this. There's some weird Al content, spoiler. Excellent, um, excellent. Yeah. Pretty fly. Good talk, good talk. For a Mac guy. Uh, so, yeah, I want the, the pencil discussion. We'll talk about, you guys talk about the short supply. It's kind of horrible that... This rolled out without the Where pencil. Where are the pencils covers. and why are they so round? I don't know. Why isn't there a way to connect them to the iPad besides the slot for charge? Like everyone, it's like, are they really trying to make it a disposable? I don't know. But so uh, this is uh, you talking with uh, Dan Benjamin, who runs the 5x5 Podcast Network. You can hear him on many shows uh, on his network. And he's a longtime technology uh Guy has some great insight into what makes things uh, tick. He especially has a lot of great insight into the audio side because he's set up, he's made audio recording over the internet work for podcasting for a lot longer than most of us have um, back when the internet was uh, in much worse shape. But uh, let's, uh, we'll switch over now and uh, here's you and Dan talking about the iPad Pro. With me right now is Dan Benjamin of the Mighty 5x5 Network. Hello, Dan. Hey, thanks for having me. You know, I was just in your city. Yes, you were in San Francisco for, um, I believe it was Future Stack. Is that what they call it? That's right. There was a New Relic's big sort of, I guess they talk about cloud. They talk about application performance monitoring and all the stuff I used to do when I was in like the software development IT space. And they have a big conference about it. And it was a lot of fun. That's cool. It was over at the Fairmont. Yep. On Hotel Hill, they call it. Yeah, yeah. That's a big a really, hill. Really expensive 
sort of hotel with all kinds of amenities and a tonga room which the has tonga like a, room. it's like a bar and and more yeah it's the best well there's a few good tiki bars in san francisco that one isn't the best it's the most touristy but it's also very fun like there's the touristy things that no one who lives here really wants to do. Right. And then there's the touristy things that everyone here secretly loves to do. And like, you know, like Alcatraz and the Tonga Room is definitely on that list. So when people come from out of town and that's like your excuse to like, you know, bring the noobs to the Tonga Room because it's hilarious and fun. I, I mean, only San Francisco could have more than one successful tiki bar. You well, there, there's I mean. one kind of out in the avenues and there's one, there's a new one by where I used to live, like a trendy hipster tiki bar, I think, but <laughs> I haven't been to that one yet. Yeah. But there's the big famous old one out in the avenues, Trader Vic's or something like that. That's oh, also wow. good fun. Yeah. But it was, it was a neat conference. Not really my thing as far as topic wise. Like I didn't. Was it like riding uh, a bike? You're like, yeah, stack, no, cloud. Not, not really. The. <laughs> <laughs> not, not exactly. The founder of New Relic and I have been friends uh, for, gosh, for I don't know, more than eight, nine years, I guess. You back had a when party was, at their office. Yeah, we did. They, uh, I mean, it's it's such a great company. And they're, they were there in the very, very early days of Rails back when I was doing pretty much just Rails development and a, an occasional podcast probably about Rails. And we just, we got to be friends. And so watching their company grow has just been insane the way that they've had, like the success they've had, which is well-deserved. They're just, it's off the hook. And uh, and so I saw that they were having this conference and I chatted with them about it. And they said, you know, we'd love for you to be involved somehow. I said, well, I'd love love to be involved, love to visit San Francisco. They said, well, maybe we could have you moderate a couple panels. And I said, okay, like wh about what? And they, well, there's this one about cloud infrastructure and there's this <laughs> one about this. And, and I'm like, these things are kind of over my head now. I'm just not in that space. And they said, well, come out and do moderate a couple of them anyway. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and then at the last minute, they're like, listen, there's one other thing. We not sure if you want to do it or not, but we, we've got weird Al. <gasps> and I was like, what do you mean? We've got weird Al? Like we've got weird Al. <laughs> He's tied He's, to a chair in the back yeah, right now. Will you right. help us tickle him? And they said uh, they said that he's going to be doing like a big performance just for attendees. They had like more than a thousand attendees. Like he's doing this performance, and the next day we want to have like a fireside chat, like interview. We will, but we need someone to interview him. Oh man, that's amazing! I and I said, "Are you kidding?" Of like, yes, I want to do it. So yes. that became the main thing, the main focus. And uh, we we I had the idea that it could be set up like a Tonight Show style thing. Yeah, I saw like a, a picture you put on chairs. social media and you had the desk and the chairs. Did you have yeah. kind of an Ed McMahon there with you too? There was a third person, wasn't there? That was that was Lou. That's the Lou Cerny, the uh, CEO of uh, of New Relic. Okay, good. And uh, he was sort of my Ed McMahon. We chatted first and then Weird Al came out and we had a talk and apparently the video will be out very soon. So awesome. I'm, 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 I need to show it to my kid as proof that I did it because he's obsessed with Weird Al. He's Is your seven. kid into Weird Al? That's great. Yeah. That's about yeah. the age I got into Weird Al. <laughs> so Weird Al has been so cool like my entire life. He feels like part of my, you know, journey through the universe. He's like my musical uncle. He'll always be there for me. He'll never like go away. <laughs> musical uncle. He's just there forever, you know, for better or for worse. <laughs> like he's in my family. Yeah. He's not just like, you know, like I liked the monkeys when I was a kid, but I don't have this emotional tie to the monkeys as I do to Weird Al. I don't know if it's cuz sure. he's weird or cuz he's Al or what, but I love that <laughs> but guy. He was the was most it awesome? Amazing 
so awesome. It was such a privilege to be able to do it. It was such an honor to be able to talk to him. He was so cool and nice and down to earth and like gracious and amazing. And it was just a blast. He's just I like just, the happiest a, man in the world. Yes, he really seemed like it. And uh, what a great, great pleasure to be able to like talk to him in that way. It was awesome. That's really cool. That's so cool. Yeah, I look forward to seeing the video. I will watch the crap out of that. Yeah. tweet it and all that stuff. Yeah, yeah. So what else did you do in San Francisco? Did you happen to stop by the Apple store? I did go by the Apple store because I wanted to, I heard you were going to, you were going to be there, and, but I didn't <laughs> see, I thought you were hung out there. I just hang there. around. I like yeah. tell people what to buy. I'm like, oh no, not that one. Oh gosh. I heard you would be there, but we, I didn't get, I didn't, I missed your appearance on that day, <laughs> but I did get to play with Standing the Standing room only, so it's right. hard to get yeah. in. Yeah. But I got to play with the iPad Pro. Nice. The and most do you have one? You have one, right? Yes, I have one right here in front of me on the little keyboard. Do you have? So you have the the keyboard. Do you have the pencil too? I have the pencil. I haven't really used the pencil very much. I'm sending it out for review today. Like it's not really my thing. I used to be artistic as a child, so maybe <laughs> I'll be able to write a think piece about you know going back to that while listening to Weird Al, of course. Of All course, the memories will come flooding back. Maybe I'll draw Weird Al with the pencil. That'd be cool. Um, I just I, I don't while know. While watching your video in picture in picture, <laughs> we can do right? that now. It's 2015. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Well, here's my question for you, as somebody who's had this for. Did you get it the day? It I came got out? it on Thursday, so I've had it for a little less than a week, for like a couple days and then a weekend. Well, my question for you, and I have. Well, actually, I don't. I have a lot of questions for you, but I did. I spent a long time in your Apple store. <laughs> the one on is it Stockton? Is that the street? Yeah, and there's a, there was a big hole in the street outside. They're putting in yeah. a new subway. That hole's been there for years. Yeah, it's going to be there for a while. <laughs> Every year I've been going there, I'm like, oh, you know, if we got if a new bridge in, though. <laughs> yeah, but that hole is ridiculous. Every time, I, and you know what? I have to tell you, it's the classic thing. I guess it was three years ago, two to three years ago. I was there and the hole was there mm -hmm. and there were a bunch of construction guys sitting down eating sandwiches. And I said, yeah, this thing was going to be here forever and thinking, well, it's San Francisco, like in a year it'll be. And so I came back the next year, no. same guys sitting there eating sandwiches. I, I, my right hand, the guy, I'm telling you this all honesty, the same guys again, sitting there eating Your sandwiches. Your son could grow time. up and move here and help complete that project. Oh my God. Yeah, so they're actually moving the Apple Store, so soon it won't be a problem. They're gonna move. <laughs> they're too. gonna move the Apple Store up by Union Square. They're doing oh, construction cool. on the space that was the Levi's Store, and there was actually a, a, an accident. One of those double-decker buses like crashed into the scaffolding. Just, and it was really just bad. happened, right? Yeah, on Friday, right outside of my hotel. Yeah, I think you were probably already on your way out or about to no, leave. No, we were. We were there. There was a group of us walking back. Oh, okay. And all the roads were, it was terrible. All the yeah. roads were like uh, like taped off and there were police outside of it. And of course, this is happening at the same time that the Paris stuff is happening. Mm -hmm. And we were, just, you know, doing what you do in a city, sort of standing standing around wondering what's going on. Just <laughs> Check it, Twitter. There. <laughs> and there's like a, there's a police officer there and I asked him, I'm like, what, what's going on? And he's like, God, don't worry about it. I'm like. Oh, comforting. Thank you, sir. I'm like, well, you know what's going on in Paris, right? Is this something like related he's like no nah, no nah, it's a car accident don't worry about it like okay so the next morning i read that in the news terrible accident yeah it was a pretty gnarly accident 
iPad Pro. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so let me, how do you want to do this? I mean, it's, Speaking it's your Speaking of show. huge accidents, let's talk about, no, Ooh. I'm just kidding. I like it. I like review? it. No, no, no. I like it. I'm just being How can you, Susie, how can you not be using the pencil? The pencil's amazing. The pencil's the main reason I, I want this thing. Well, the pencil isn't like, you know, the stylus for pointing or whatever. It's for you know, <laughs> pressure sensitive drawing and writing kind of stuff. And I just don't do that with a tablet, really. I'm not in the, in I'm not doing any of that. I type letters into boxes. That's like my whole thing. I type letters into boxes. <laughs> I resize JPEGs and I put it on the internet for you to enjoy. So don't you feel like you should be annotating everything though? Like just because you have a pencil, I could. You start I'll annotating. turn into like the John Madden of the Mac community. <laughs> I'll just be like, <laughs> I'm just going to keep circling things and scribbling on them. Yeah, that, I, that could be my thing. I pray it does not happen. Um, I'll, I'm excited to try the pencil. I tried it in the demo area at the launch party. Um, that's what I'm calling them now. So I, I've, I've gotten my hands on it a little bit. I just haven't gotten our hands on ours because when we bought ours, it didn't ship right away. So I have I have two iPads Pro right now. I have one that Apple sent us with the keyboard and the pencil. And then um, that one just came in. And then I have one that we bought, but the keyboard and pencil were delayed. So Right. I have none. I have none. And the day that they came out was the day that I was getting on the plane early in the morning. And I knew as soon as they announced the date and I had already been you know, at the flights since for, for a long time. Mm -hmm. So I knew I wasn't going to be able to get one. And I knew that, you know, I could try to like, I was debating, like, should I get one and then have it shipped to the store in San Francisco like in other words buy like in store pickup or something yeah right right but of course because it's San Francisco there were none that could <laughs> be there and I'm like I don't want to have it shipped to my hotel like no because yeah. I don't trust the hotel like no offense against the hotel but like I don't trust the hotel to get it to me you know like if it was like a pair I of socks I was on vacation maybe. when the iPhone 6s came out so I know your pain so frustrating yeah. so I and I knew and of course once I was there uh, and it, you know, then, then I didn't want to have it like shipped to my house because what if I, I don't know. I like to try these things out before I just buy stuff. Like mm -hmm. I, I Fair enough. Know, you I don't weird? have to have a day one. That's okay. Yeah. But I would love, well, I'd love to talk I know, about we're it We're nerds. More. We like to have everything right away. Oh, and yeah. Mm. And you have to talk about it for your job, but, <laughs> but, I but you got to play to with it in the Apple store and you didn't, they didn't have them for sale or you just didn't want to buy it. You couldn't buy them there. They were out. They were gone. Okay. They were all sold out. Unless I wanted like the 32 uh, gig space gray one with no cellular, which is like, what's the point? That's the one I have right here. But that's because we just bought it to like test it. <laughs> no, if I'm getting it, I would, yeah. I would get the full, get the big out, one. everything, gold, all that stuff. Me too. But I don't know. There's this wonderful video that I don't know if you've seen. And I would, uh, I would love to hear your thoughts if you have seen it, uh, that our uh, friend, friend of the show, Horace Dedu. Mm -hmm. uh, created this video where he's talking about he's uh, a very it. insightful video where he's talking about all of the sort of recent devices in a very interesting way. He talks about uh, the iPad, the iPad mini, the new iPad pro. He compares them to, uh, to MacBooks, but he does it in a very entertaining and effective way, but, but uh, not to steal the thunder from his excellent video. I, I think everyone should watch it anyway. But he basically says this is not, it is not uh, a, a MacBook or it is not a laptop replacement, nor is it an iPad. It is its own thing. It is, it's, it is a desktop iPad, I think is how he says it. 
if I'm not butchering too much what he says, because he says, you know what? It's like too big and heavy to use the way we currently use our iPads. Mm -hmm. It is its own new product category. It is a different kind of iPad, is a different kind of device completely that maybe it will replace a laptop for some people. Maybe it will replace an iPad for some people. But those, the and, and my addition on to that is it's, it, I absolutely agree that it's a new product category, but it, the people who, for whom it will replace an iPad or a computer are people for whom those devices were not targeted anyway. And what do you think about that? Um, I think that it does something, it does a lot of things that the iPad does, but it is a little bit clunkier than the iPad just because, you know, the, the smaller iPads, because it's so large. But for the productivity stuff, it seems to kind of excel, but it can't replace the laptop for, you know, a lot of people. But it's it just makes sense that, you know, Apple would eventually have like a small, medium, large kind of configuration for, yeah. for this product line. I mean, it, it wasn't really growing. And the iPhone, the once they went to the bigger screens and they had, you know, two different sizes of iPhone like that, you know, they're selling more iPhones than ever every quarter. So it kind of made sense that they were going to do it just to sort of fill in that gap. Um, and I've, I, so I spent Friday working on it. I worked all day on it. The, the charge lasted all day. And I got a lot of stuff done. I felt like I was being really productive with the split screen. The split screen makes a lot more sense than it does on the smaller iPads because I'm, I'm looking at it in split screen right now. I basically have two iPad Airs like next to each other in one device. Right. And it, it, it doesn't it, – you don't have to worry about, you know, am I on this side or on that side? You just kind of reach up and tap. Um, it's kind of funny – having to tap and then go back to the keyboard. But, yes. I, but I do like the keyboard. Um, I just tweeted earlier that I was sending emails. And when I'm sending emails for my Mac, I always use like a key command to send them. So now I'm like writing them. And then I'm like, wait, how do I send it? And I have to like reach up. So I started doing this little like karate chop send move where I'm just like, yeah, and like hit the send button because I'm a huge dork. So you as know I adjust my workflow shortcuts, though, right? Are there, yeah, there, there are some, right? So there's yeah, like, whole, I, and in any something. app to see what they are, hold down the command key Ooh. and it will show you what the keyboard shortcuts are. Wow, and, that's great. Uh, in, in mail, if you're using the mail app, for example, the keyboard shortcuts are the same that they are uh, in uh, in re the regular mail app so on I Mac OS So I should have just tried it. Yeah, so like I I believe it's Shift-Control-D is for send. Yeah, I forget. Maybe it's just control d Yeah, so like those, those are preserved. And if shift you just command. hold down the command key, uh, yeah, Shift-Command. Uh, so, like, I'm holding it down right now. Delete messages, the delete oh key. Get gosh. all new mail is command shift. And Can I take a screenshot? So, no. <laughs> I'm trying, that, the screen. I'm trying all my hands. key commands now. Lay, your, lay the corner of your iPhone on the command key, and then you can do the screenshot. But it's, you know, it's really like they've thought a lot of that through. And the reason that so many people are talking about this, like, now there are these great shortcut command. No, they've been around for a long time because I've had Bluetooth keyboards connected to my iPads forever. And they've been there. I don't remember when they first came yeah. out. Maybe it was iOS 9. Maybe it was 8. Maybe it was 7. I don't, rem I don't even remember but they've been there. They've been there all along. Well, we have and to pat Apple on the back every time they make something discoverable that right. <laughs> isn't easy to find. And they keep kind of going the opposite way on that. Like every time they, they, they update Apple Music and there's all these things that you can tap, but they don't, they just look like text labels that you wouldn't be tapping for no reason. So exactly. at least they made, I mean, I didn't know about that one though. I feel like I read that somewhere and then I forgot. So thanks for the reminder.
sure. I mean, I'm not I'm not a huge fan of the new keyboard that ships with the case. I'm not in love with the way the keys feel. Yeah, me neither. I'm, and it's super it's super weird and frustrating because I was really thinking that this could be especially the fact that it would be an Apple keyboard. But I I mean, I'm not the only person saying, and I'm not happy to say, that I really don't like Apple's keyboard direction in general. I, I do like the previous generation of Apple keyboards, uh, the aluminum keyboards. There's things I don't like about them, but as far as how the keys feel, I do really, really like that. I also uh, talk about and recommend a lot. The, there's a Logitech Bluetooth keyboard. It's called the Easy Switch Keyboard K8. Yes, I have and that K8, one. K811, which I think is the backlit version. Fantastic keyboard that I use with my iPad all of the time. It's I have my iPad here with me, and I have the keyboard sitting on the desk here in the studio room. Always, always, always use that, and, and I love it. But, you yeah. know, the... I'm, uh, I don't know, Susie, if I'm the right person to ask because I don't love the idea of having a keyboard with me uh, attached to the case of my iPad all the time. Well, yeah. And it, it, if you're going to do more than, you know, maybe a half an hour work at a time, it's, it's hard for me to do it on the, on the software keyboard, even with the iPad. So I have um, 12 South makes this this stand for the MacBook called the Park Slope. And it works kind of well for the iPad Pro, too, because the footprint of the iPad Pro and the 13-inch MacBook Air are almost the same. They're not quite the same, but they're similar enough. Is that the one that looks like the little easel? It's like a little, it's slanted towards you, but it's, so the old laptop stands used to keep the whole laptop several inches off the desk, and then you had to have a keyboard on the desk. This one just tilts the back up towards you at a nice slant. So you're still using the laptop keyboard, but it's the screen's propped up a little and the keyboard's tilted towards you in a pleasant way. But it, it's working well for the iPad Pro too if to keep it in that nice draftsman angle for drawing. Right. And that's right. that was working really well for me for typing on, on the software keyboard because I, I used it for, uh, like on Thursday, I used it at home with no Bluetooth keyboard at all. Friday, I used it at work with the Magic Keyboard, because that's what I had around. And then this weekend, I had the Smart Keyboard, but I was mostly using it for iPad things this weekend, so I was using it a lot untethered for for my leisure activities. Right, and how (sighs) is it for that? Because obviously I didn't have much of an opportunity to do that in the Apple Store. I was more like, let me try the Pencil, which I want to talk a lot more about. Let me try the keyboard. Let me just see how fast it Mm -hmm. is at doing the things that it does. But of course, that's very different. I can emulate a work kind of a situation of like, I'm going to be typing some things now and I'm going to be, um, I'm going to be doing things that I might do while at a standing desk. Cause that's very much like your experience at the Apple store. But yeah. as far as like lounging and like <laughs> watching a movie or something like that, they don't want you to do that as far as I've experienced in the Apple store. That'd be cool. You're like, I'm just going to take it over there and watch some I'm Game of lay Thrones. Down. Yeah. I'm going to put it up, prop it up my chest. Is that cool? You should you should be able to do that because I mean that's a lot of what I use my iPad for now. I've never been like I'm going to get serious work done on my iPad. I like reading email on it, but I'm not even like replying to the email. I'm mostly just triaging it around. 
Right. So I feel like I've done something, but I haven't. Anyway, <laughs> um, so yeah, I use it a lot as a second TV in the in the bedroom, and I use it for a lot of reading, and I do like you know like meal planning, recipe kind of stuff on it. I'll check like the household budget against like what we spent that week, and that's the kind of stuff I do on the weekend on both my laptop and my iPad. So I did all those things on the iPad Pro this weekend. And the split screen was really nice for doing, um, you know, the household accounting kind of stuff. I had Excel open. I had my bank website. And I got all that done. And it was, that was really nice. Um, I wasn't distracted by other things on my computer. But then using it as a TV, so the screen was really big. Um, you know, it's still letterbox. It's still the same ratio as the other one. Right. So you've got even bigger black bars on the top and the bottom. And <laughs> with I had a couple of stands around that were working but it it was more awkward to prop up. I mean, I basically take the iPad mini in bed with me and like prop it up on a pillow. So this needed a bigger pillow. Right. That's that's a very tiny problem. Um, but the speakers are amazing. So I was carrying it around the house, listening to podcasts on it and while I was doing chores. And then I also um, I was pl playing movies on it while I was doing some like late night work on my laptop last night for the website. Um, and the speakers are great. It, it sounds a lot better. You can watch a movie on it and feel like I don't need to put my big headphones on. I don't need a Bluetooth speaker. Like it, this, this sounds really good. So that that's and a it's huge got improvement. Four, four speakers, right? It's like uh, all, all around the four corners. Yes, and then if it depends on which way you're holding it, they will put I think the treble in the top two and the bass in the bottom two. But then if you flip it around, it flips the speakers around. Oh, that's so cool. Yeah, I guess. I don't know enough about speakers to know if it's important to have treble over bass, but that's how they are in all the speakers, so I guess it makes sense. That's really, really cool. I didn't know it did that, but I mean, of course, of course it would. Yeah. I think, yeah, so what's it like holding it out of its case uh, if you did that uh, at, and using it as like a device of leisure so that you are you are watching something in, in bed or holding it in your hand? Because I know that the new iPad Air, it's so light that, you know, I read comics on the iPad Air exclusively now. It's the only way that I read comics at all. And uh, Comixology is my go-to app for that. You can use the Marvel app and get like, they have this cool like back issue thing where you could get tons and tons of old stuff that my son is finally getting old enough to get interested in. So I see that being a really neat thing. But like holding this while I'm sitting or reclining or whatever, even just standing, it's a wonderful, wonderful experience that the iPad Air 2 is so lightweight. The screen is so much bigger than an iPhone, still smaller than the iPad Pro. But like, how is the weight of it? How is holding it and the, the wieldiness of it? It feels like you're holding a clipboard. So a clipboard isn't, you know, heavy, okay. but it is got some, you know, some balance to it. Like you have to kind of, you, you feel that it's in your hand and it's trying to like fall out of your hand. It's not just going to like perch in your hand so effortlessly right. like the iPad Air does um, because it's, it's just kind of big. It's, it, it wants to sort of tip over if, if you don't have it propped up on something. So just holding it in one hand reading, I feel like would get tiring after a little while. Um, I'm always propping it up. I did some Instapaper reading with it in portrait mode, just kind of, you know, like nestled in my arm and just give it a flick every once in a while with the other hand. That worked pretty well. 
Um, and then in movies in landscape mode, I wasn't really holding it very much. But it, it's it's a little more unwieldy, but it's not heavy. I mean, I have the first generation iPad. It's still kicking. I keep kind of hoping it'll break, but it won't. <laughs> it won't break. Right. So and it's it's lighter than that. So it doesn't feel super heavy so it, to me, it's but it's lighter than that original iPad. That's what you're saying. Yeah. Just, it's just the bigger screen. Yeah. 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 Uh, I mean, that's something I think that could work very much in its favor. But I'm one of the people that all like I always think about weight on something like that more than than screen size. But mm -hmm. those original iPads are they're heavy. They're heavy old things. Yeah. And it's thick. For what you get, I mean, again, thinking back to Horace's sort of comment that this is the way you're going to use this iPad is different from the way that the way that we use our current iPads. For me, like I really want to try this thing, but I am like I I was uh, I was telling uh, my producer earlier today. I said I really want the new iPad Pro. I really want it. I just don't know why I want it. Yeah. <laughs> and so you know, and whereas like the iPad Air, I can I can tell you the things that I use on this device. I can tell you exactly what I do and how it does save me a tremendous amount of time and effort and energy. I can tell you very easily how it has replaced really a laptop. Like when I visited you and you personally in San Francisco just recently. <laughs> Uh, Thanks I for didn't coming, even by the way. Yeah, sure. I didn't even consider bringing a laptop with me. The only thing that I need a laptop for nowadays, uh, the only, and I guess there are two things. The first one is if I need to write code, but it's very rare that I need, that I'm so busy writing code that I can't take a break to travel for a few days. I usually can manage to do that. Now, I for the record... I can write code on this. And I, I, I have, I just want to mention, since this is a show about uh, iOS productivity, I wanted to mention that the apps that I use for that, there's one called Working Copy, which lets me check things in and out of, uh, out of my Git and GitHub repositories. And then Textastic, which is a fantastic code smart editor, so with it, which allows me to then open the files from working copy. So in other words, I can check out all the code uh, from with working copy. I can pop it open in Textastic. I can edit everything in there with really good syntax coloring and highlighting and all that and save it and push it back out with it back, back into the GitHub repository with working copy. If you happen to have uh, your stuff, like we have Rails apps mostly, if they're hosted on Heroku, for example, which some of ours are, you can push and when you push up to the Heroku repository, boom, it deploys it. So it's even possible for me to like make code changes and deploy everything wow. from my iPad. Yeah, pretty impressive. What I can't do is like test it locally because I don't have a, you know, Postgres or MySQL database running locally. I don't have a full Rails stack locally. Those are things that are kind of important if you want to test your app. So I you're can't probably really excited now that maybe app. that's possible with, yeah. since they're pushing the hardware because this thing is so responsive. Like, I, I mean, I just type words into boxes, but I, you know, I'm pulling the side rail over and flipping to a new app and then pulling this down and switching apps. And it's all working so quickly. Like it, you can almost do two things with in each side with different hands and, and it'll just be fine. It so, seems like we're right, right on the edge of being able to do that. And as uh, as a friend of the show, Jason Snell, 
recently blogged about on on his website and tweeted about. Uh, he there's this app I think it's called Ferrite uh, that allows you to edit podcasts, multi-track editing stuff. Wow. And I'm looking to yes, it's the called Ferrite Recording Studio, and it has it's free, but it has in-app purchases so that you can edit multiple tracks in uh, in that app. You. Minor, I'm still investigating if you can, if there are like multi-track recorders that you could plug into an iPad to actually do the recording all at the same time. But again, that's the second thing that I would, I would need a computer as opposed to an iPad for. But when I, if I'm not going to be doing multi-track editing and recording and or needing to write code, the iPad does a hundred percent of what I need. I just don't know if I would want that big of an iPad with me when I travel. What do you think? I think that I. What is its weight difference over the iPad Air? It can't be that much. It's a. I I'll think that the the, the speed and the power might might make it worthwhile for you to go to a bigger screen if you're not going to be traveling with a laptop. But if you're really just an ultra light like sh shave every ounce guy, then maybe maybe yeah. you wouldn't want it in your bag. I don't know. I like the mini myself because. I'm very cheap, and the mini's the cheapest. And then, um, yeah, I would rather save some size than have a really big screen, like like you were saying. Right. So, so I wouldn't buy one for myself just yet, but it is really cool, and I can get like all my work done on this thing, and I really like it. Like I'm, I'm, I'm gonna be sad to to send the one Apple sent back because they sent the the big gold one that you want with the cellular. Maybe just don't give it back to them. No, uh, yeah, they don't want it back. They're not going to keep, they don't keep track. <laughs> they got right, piles of them. Yeah, they do. Of course they do. I'm looking at the weight and things like that right now. Yeah, me too. And uh, you're right. Uh, it seems like they are not very different uh, in, in size I and weight. I think you would stop noticing it very quickly, the extra weight. Unless you were like, okay, now I have to have, you know, a keyboard. But you carry a keyboard with your, with your, air when you travel, right? So I, you would still I, have that. I sometimes do. I don't always. I didn't this last time. But uh, the one that I've got is this little, It's I think it's called the Ankler, Anchor, Anchor. Uh, and I think it's the Ultra Slim is the one that I got. And that thing is almost weightless. And again, it's not attached to the case or anything like that. So when I'm, when I'm going around with it, uh, it's, you know, I'm not the keyboard, I just, the, the fundamentally, if I want a keyboard kind of affixed to it, mm -hmm. then I feel like, I feel like maybe, you know, maybe the iPad Pro with that keyboard case, it, it would be good. But I just, I don't know. I'm, the, I'm just not in that stage where if I'm going to go to the trouble to like, I'm bringing the keyboard with me everywhere, pretty much permanently attached by the case to the screen. I'll just take a laptop. I mean, the MacBook, I don't own one of the new MacBooks, but those things are, are, are so lightweight and compact. And like, then you get Mac OS 10 and then I can write code and I can edit podcasts and I can do this, that, and the other thing that if, if I want the keyboard permanently with it, it's, that's very different from like putting it in, you know, in your suitcase, which weighs nothing and in there. And then you take it out and put it on the desk in the hotel room. And if you need to be doing like some writing or emailing in the evening, when you're not out and about, then you've got the keyboard right there. Yeah. Yeah. All right. You Do you want to take a guess? Do you want to guess? Can I quiz mm -hmm. quiz you, Susie, at how much 
how much uh, these things weigh. Do you want to take a guess? I actually have it open here. So (laughs) it's about half a pound heavier. Yeah. So what weighs half a pound? Like a can of Coke or something? It's like an extra can of Coke. Right. The iPad Air 2 (laughs) is 0.96 pounds. The iPad Pro is 1.57 pounds. Yes. And if you get cellular, it goes up by by about 10 grams each. 1.59 and 0.98. Look at that. Yeah. That cellular radio is a is a weight. And um, what were you saying the battery life is on this thing? So on Friday when I worked on it, I think I started at around 80 and I made it to um, the 10% warning at the end of the day. It doesn't have the low power mode that I've been loving so much on my iPhone, which sort of surprised me. Um, maybe they just, you know, since the iPhone low power mode throttles the processor and stuff, they just didn't want to do that yet. They could bring it with a software update, but I was a little like, why didn't it ask me to go into low power mode? Cause it doesn't do that. Mm. Um, and then on the weekend, I charged it up again for the weekend and used it all weekend, um, for entertainment kind of things. And I downloaded a ton of apps over the weekend with it on the battery and I got to 5%, I guess, last night when I was watching movies. So it lasted a whole weekend of, you know, sporadic use. We had stuff going on this weekend. My boy just turned four. So, oh, nice. Yeah, it was really fun. He got a scooter. Um, so, yeah, I was really impressed with the battery life. Um, I've been using it a ton, and it's, it's held up like a champ. The same all day that we've enjoyed in the past. See, I think battery life is something that as our – Screens get bigger, you know, that they're, they're eating up so much more energy. But at the same time, you would think that, well, behind that screen somewhere, uh, they're, they're able to fit more battery to compensate for that. But just the idea of like, I remember when laptops had two hours, a battery, an hour and a half to two hours, and you were watching that clock Mm -hmm. like a hawk. You know, I mean, I really remember that. And these these laptops were huge and they, they didn't have big screens, but they were just huge. And you brought extra batteries around with you to like swap four in. four-pound brick batteries. Right, right. could explode in your luggage at any time. Yeah. You know, there is a, there with iOS 9 low power mode, it's the I best. think that I is iPhone specific, right? Like, I guess. I, I mean, I don't really, I guess I had never noticed that it wasn't on my iPad. I'm pretty sure all my iPads are on iOS 9, but I I guess I just never noticed. (laughs) Yeah, I never thought to look for that on the iPad. Like when I'm when I'm on my iPad and I'm thinking, okay, I'm I'm at 20%. Maybe I should look at something. It'll still go for hours after 20%, though. The phone, it's like if it's once the phone starts getting down there, you're in trouble. And I'm never like, oh, I have to have my iPad charged for the you know drive home or something. Like that's just more crucial on the phone. It's easier to plug the pad in. They have a Mophie for the iPad Air 2. Yeah. A Mophie. Yeah, they do. I mean, I've got a, I've got the Mophie. I got a brand new Mophie for, for this trip when I went to visit you. I got a, a Mophie for my 6S and they make one. I have to get the right name of this because I know your your listeners will get angry if I don't. Because uh, they're an angry bunch. <laughs> they are. Uh, they are. They really are. They're the worst. They don't but like me if, very much at all. No. Uh, Love but you I'm guys. looking. At the 6S battery case, it is called the Juice Pack pack Reserve. Oh, yeah. It's 60 bucks. It gives you, I think it's uh, 60% of a a charge. 
the Juice Pack Air is a hundred bucks and gives you a hundred percent extra battery. Okay. And then the Juice Pack Plus is 120 120 bucks and it gives you 120 extra battery. But the Juice Pack Reserve is the only one of the three that's not just bloated, ridiculously huge, heavy, brickish thing in your pocket. The Reserve really doesn't add very much weight. It's still squared off like the phone. And it's, I found that it, got me through the end of the day every day on these long days at this conference, like no problem at all. Yeah. So I highly recommend that thing. Yeah, they, they do good work over there. I'm, I'm more into the batteries that you just carry the battery and then you have to connect it with a cable because then you can charge anything. Right. But, yeah. I think that might appeal more to women who have a purse or pocketbook, as you would say, <laughs> already with them. Because my uh, my producer, she has that and it's in her purse. And when she travels, she just like plugs it in mm-hmm. and then she can keep the phone in her case. And I'm always jealous. And this is why I think I should get a man a man uh, bag, a man They're purse. They're bag friendly. So I'll get one of those. I'll rock that thing if I have it. <laughs> yeah, those are nice. They just sent me one of those, I think. Um, so yeah, tell me about the pencil. So you can only use the pencil with the iPad Pro, but you really liked the pencil. So if you bought an iPad Pro, it would be mostly for, for pencil support. Yes. I'm obsessed with the pencil. Uh, ever since I had a Koala pad on my Commodore 64, uh, I've loved the idea of writing and having it show up on a screen. And this is even better because you're writing and drawing right on the screen. And I love that. I think that's amazing. I've always thought that the iPad would marry very well with an Apple writing implement. I will not call it a stylus, but something that does what the pencil does. Many people have said this, Susie, and I think it's an important distinction to make. And I think this is why they are not saying, because the first thing that occurred to me is like, why aren't they selling the pencil just with the iPad Pro? Why is it an accessory? Because it is an accessory. That's why. And that's key. It's so key to understanding Apple's philosophy that this is an extra thing. This is something that you do not need with your iPad Pro, right? I mean, you've mm-hmm. been using it without the pencil and, and you haven't you haven't even really thought yeah, about it. It's the not a stylus for pointing and clicking like the Galaxy Note or, right. you know, the five dollar styluses that they sell in a cup by the register at the gas station. It's not <laughs> one of those. It's right. It's a special tool, but not everyone needs this, this specialized tool because it's so specialized. It is. It is a very specific thing. But I am the kind of person who I, I am not an artist, but I love drawing. I love sketching. I jot down lots of ideas and boxes and squares. And I don't know if this comes from being, you know, still thinking I'm a kid or if it comes from doing entity relationship diagrams and when I'm writing code or anything like that. But the idea of just being able to have this little pencil that I can bring out and, uh, and just immediately start sketching stuff with it and drawing stuff and annotating stuff. That is absolutely 100% the way I work. It's absolutely 100% uh, the cause of so many of my frustrations with all of the like note apps and things that already exist. I just want to be able to write something and draw and do something with it. Like that immediacy makes it so appealing. And the idea that they did that I can't buy if if the pencil had been available on day one, then I would have done I would have taken whatever risk I had to take to get that thing shipped to me at a hotel in San Francisco 
Like I would have done all of that. Uh, and, and maybe even have been late uh, to my Weird Al interview no. because I, re- but like <laughs> not ha- Apple, not having these pencils ready to ship for three to four weeks. God, that's just ponderous to me. Yeah, mine, they, they go- estimated a week. I'm hoping that they're overestimating, which they do sometimes. But yeah, that does stink. It's crazy. It's just, and again, yeah, I get that it's an accessory, but like for a lot of people, that's why you're getting this iPad. You're a creative person who wants to use this thing and you've watched all these videos of them at Pixar and Adobe and all this stuff. Like that's what it's about, mm-hmm. man. Like that's why I wanted to get this thing. It's like day one. It's like you can buying, you know, this Battlefront thing. Is uh, Star Wars Battlefront is coming out for the PS4. Right. Okay. Now, I don't have a PS4. But I bought one because my kids are obsessed with, even my little one, even the four-year-old, obsessed with Star Wars. And uh, not because I want it or anything, but... It I warms had to, my know, heart so much every time he's, like, obsessed with Star Wars. We're also obsessed with Star Wars. It's the best. It's so, so great. I, you know what? I'm going to get the PS4. And guess what? I'm going to have it the day that the thing comes out because on Amazon you can pre-order it and it ships to you and you get the bundle. It has the PS4 in it. It has a controller in it and it has the game in it and it's all in one thing. It's because Sony knows that people are going to want this and that, that people are going to want to buy a PS4 just to play the game. And this is what I think Apple, like the idea that they don't have enough pencils to go with every iPad Pro. And I'm not like, Tim Cook knows, he has a reason why he didn't do it this way. I don't understand the reason. I think they should have more more pencils than they know what to do with. Mm-hmm. They should be discounting the pencils. They should be giving them away to special customers. You know what I'm saying? Like that's, to me, that's the big, the selling point of the iPad Pro isn't a bigger screen. It's the fact that it has a pencil with it. That's how I, that's what I think about it anyway. Yeah, and it's gonna- Maybe I'm wrong. Obviously I'm wrong. Well, it's going to really enable some some new some new things and some new interactions and workflows that we haven't had until now. And like every time they do that, exciting stuff happens. You know, like they they make the tools, and then it's really cool to see what people c- can do with them. And I think the pencil is going to be a great example of that. Um, and yeah, I don't. I'm not really an artist. I don't do this stuff professionally, but. Um, a friend of ours, uh, Chris Finn, he's a columnist for Macworld and a friend, and he went to art school and then got into, you know, writing and technology. But um, he's like, this is bringing me back to art school. Like he started giving himself art lessons again. He's like, OK, I'm, here's your exercise, art student. You're going to uh, do a, a round sphere, like draw a white sphere. I saw that. I watched that YouTube video yes. just this morning. Yeah, he's great. So he and he he was started looking for like a, a live figure class that he could like drop in on because he's a professor and I was teaching a class. So he's like, maybe I can go like audit an art class with my iPad. And I'm like, you're such a dork. I love it. So yeah, maybe I'll get back into drawing again. Maybe you and your son can draw comics together. Um, I mean, how much fun would that be? There's so much to do with it. Like this, is, I feel like, and and give it to my little girl who's four, who's every. 30 seconds. Daddy, I need a new piece of paper. Daddy, I need mm-hmm. a new piece of paper. I'm like, you know what? We're going to save an entire tree every week if if she was using this thing. And it, it, I just, I love it. I love the idea of doing that. And that's a big part of why I really want to have one of these at home uh, and see if I like it and see if it works with what we do in the house. But I've, I, I have some other problems with the pencil I want to ask you about. Okay, go for it. 
Uh, now I'm picturing my kids losing it, my kids using it and losing it. So and losing yeah, it. it needs to have a little speaker so you can make it chirp when it <laughs> so rolls it. into the heating vent. <laughs> well, that's one. That's one thing I hadn't even thought of yet. But Siri remote you know, too. I think of these things. My, my my mom problems. We need that. We need that. the The question that I have is the first thing that I wanted to do after. So I'm in I'm in your store. And I have the pencil and I draw a line. I'm like, you know what? I want to erase that line. Well, I have to go and find the erase tool and tap it and then erase over. How come I can't just turn the pencil around and use the butt end of it like an eraser, like we've done with pencils uh, our entire life? You can't? No. Uh, I think the Adobe one, you can do that. There's, there's definitely one smart stylist that they were like, and the other end is an eraser. Nope, you can't. You can't do anything like that with this. That's I don't know crazy. why the, the Microsoft. So stylus, all the sensors are just in the in the tip, then maybe. Yep, just just the tip, and the uh, you can't. So the Microsoft one, though, you can turn it around mm-hmm. and use it as an eraser, like all human beings who've ever used a pencil <laughs> will want to do. So again, like, why don't they build that kind of functionality into it? It's a pencil. It's great. Everyone talks about the low latency. They talk about how sensitive it is and how you just angle it slightly and the line gets thicker. You press harder and the line gets darker. It does these things so well. You can't turn it around and use it as an eraser? They should have called it a pen. Then you wouldn't expect an eraser. You know what? Excellent. I, I, I totally agree. They, should, they could have called it like the Apple Quill or something. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> and you'd be there like, ooh, go. classy. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. So, uh, you know, it's just, that's weird. The other thing that I've seen some other people griping about is they can't, uh, they, the, the, there's no little clip on it. So it's incredibly easy to mm-hmm. lose the butt end of it where the charger is comes off very easily. But like, I understand why Apple went with the minimalism thing and, and, and said, no, we're not putting a little clip because we don't want you to put it in your pocket. But do you, so my question for you is, you know, Apple, you watch Apple, you watch Apple, like, uh, like nobody's business. <laughs> do you think that they Try. will put an eraser on the butt or a clip on it to put in your pocket? Um, I'm sure a bunch of people are going to make, there's already a few kind of little like quill kind of stands to put it in. And, um, I'm sure people will make some little like snappy on clip thing. That'll be all ugly. Um, there'll probably be all kinds of manners of cases and stuff. It is weird that Apple didn't do it. Um, you know, the surface has a little loop on the keyboard for the pen, I don't know if that's – I don't think that's something Apple would do because then when you're using the pen, you got this weird loop sitting there and then it feels like, you know, if, if you don't want the pencil, like it feels like something's missing. So I – yeah, the the shape is is not really surprising because they love round, but but it is impractical. And I think they they picked something that would look good over, over you know, things – little concerns like that like it's it's going to roll away it's going to just i don't have any way to secure it on the table or or in my pocket um i when adobe has a a smart stylus called the adobe ink and when they released it i went to their headquarters and they had a a whole spiel about it and um theirs is it's it's like a three-cornered thing so it feels really good in in your hand and then it's got like a twist to it so it feels mostly round when you're using it. All the, the, the parts that hit your hand are, are nicely rounded, but then it's not actually round when you set it down so it doesn't roll. 
And they showed us all the prototypes that they had gone through. And they had gone through hundreds of different shapes and ideas wow. before before settling on this one. So I'm sure, I mean, Apple was working on this forever and they they do a lot of design, but but yeah, just having a round thing that rolls away, like that's, that's, I mean, even like the cheap pencils that you buy are kind of, you know, hexagon off. So they don't, so they right. don't do that. And, and they have erasers on the ends. So maybe just calling it a pencil right, might have right been the blunder. In, maybe right here in front of me, I've got what, what we call uh, in the business, we call a lead holder. Do you know what a lead holder is? Like a number two or? It's a lead holder is a... Usually it's used in drafting or architecture or both. Oh, yeah. No, and I'm no. sure that other artists elsewhere are using this in uh, millions of different ways that I can't imagine. But Stadler, I, th I think it's pronounced Stadler, Stadler, S-T-A-E-D-T-L-E-R. It's a German company. They, they seem to make these lead holders. And it's not like when you think of a mechanical pencil, mm -hmm. you think of a little thing that you click the end at the end and the little, the little lead clicks forward. This is maybe that's predecessor and cousin in that this has a big long lead in it that is the same lead that you would find in the middle of that hex uh, you know that hex a uh, number 2 pencil that you were just talking about mm -hmm. but it is it is a lead that travels inside of this usually plastic or metal pencil that is a permanent pencil that you put the lead in and what's nice about it is it's incredibly easy to uh, to remove the these leads from it and switch to a lighter lead or a darker lead you know your choice of leads and uh, and sharpen them there's a little special sharpener that you put it in and you like spin it around inside the sharpener to get the exact kind of point that you want this thing these things i've been using these since i was in 10th grade 10th 11th grade wow. and uh and yeah and i i have one right here it's always on the desk this is the pencil that i use and you can even put uh, a lot of them will have even in the butt end. They don't have erasers typically because you would be using a third, uh, third party eraser <laughs> for it. But like the erasers we had in school, you use those typically yeah. to erase. But in the butt end of it, it has a little sharpener, and uh, but it's a lead holder. It's a pencil. It's a but it's also called a lead holder. Okay. All of these have little clips on them. They all have little clips because when you set this down on your drawing board on your uh, easel, whatever it is that you're using, or your drafts draftsman's table, which usually has an angle They're on tilted, it. Tilted, yeah, yeah. You know, like this will stay in place even at an angle. Apple should have done this because the third-party clips that will eventually come out that you're prophesizing will not do a good job. I just there won't be as good as the ones Apple would have made. You need and I'm a pencil I'm pro. <laughs> oh my god! For the pro, <laughs> you know, people that have pro pencil needs, right? And then they need like the cheap ten pack of pencils for 69 cents that my yeah, mom buys exactly yeah but anyway that's so that's that's my but you were impressed with the performance you get to try it out in the store oh yeah, yeah. it's amazing 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 I'm, I'm buying it for the pencil if they came out with a pencil for the ipad air i would just get that i mean I, everyone would this thing is amazing i really really and you're gonna uh, let really your little girl it. use it huh i, I didn't i never that thought had not occurred to me but now that you're mentioning it my son likes to do those coloring apps and they're terrible because you, like, you don't, you, there's no control. He's not really nope. learning any fine motor skills. Mostly nope. he's just touching the palette and then he touches a color, he touches an object and it just paint buckets the whole object, that color. And I'm like, <laughs> wow, that was dumb. <laughs> so yeah, with the, with the pencil, he could really, he could really get into it. 
Exactly. No, I would absolutely. But then he'll uh, like put it in his juice cup or something. Yeah, no, I know. I'll have, um, have to watch him. Darn it. <laughs> it's It might be advisable to have two pencils, <laughs> but I don't know. I really think I really think the Apple's on to something with this dynamic and, and it's something I think a lot of us have been waiting for. And I think that uh, I think people are really going to enjoy using this device. I'm I'm on the fence as far as see the funny thing is for me, a lot of they're, they're billing this as saying, hey, you know what? This is this is a laptop replacement. This is totally a laptop replacement. I I don't know if it is or not. And I don't know if it's an iPad air replacement for me or not. I think I think the people like Horace who are saying that this is something for uh, for it is a new category. It is a new device. It is going to work differently. It won't replace the iPad because it's not as portable in some ways as the iPad. It's close, but not quite. I don't know. I'm puzzled by it and I'm intrigued by it. And I think those are good things. I mean, if I'm taking my iPad somewhere, I'm taking a bag. So I think if I was going to grab the mini or the pro, I would probably grab the pro at this point because it's big and fast. But yeah, they're they're both great. All all the great iPads. Um, so I'm I'm gonna do the thing that all the reviewers are doing and try to work with it for a week and let you know how that goes. Maybe with some some kind of updates along the way, and then we're we're shooting to get the big review out on Monday. And I'm sending the pencil out to someone who has a more artistic background than I do, and you know does this kind of thing a lot more often. So stick to Macro for that, and I'm sure you will be talking about it with um, all of your your great five by five hosts. Do you want to yep. pl- plug anything else while you're here? We're gonna link to your Weird Al video, obviously. Uh, I mean, I I do other podcasts on five by five, five by five. You do so many great podcasts. You Thank cast you. a good pod, and I love your work. <laughs> So I'm so glad that you could come on today. Thank you so much for having me. Well, that was very interesting, even though I haven't listened to it yet. I will. <laughs> it's the magic of, of fake radio. Is I'm looking I mean, forward to hearing know. it. I mean, you just know. You just With some things, you just know. Inherently, I know it was interesting. And uh, at some point, I'll go back to the Apple store, and maybe they'll have some pencils out for display, and I can uh, try my old calligraphic skills and uh, see. I can't really draw, but I can do type. I can draw type. and. Uh, I'm looking forward works. to seeing that. Wanna, I'm sure you'll tweet it. I want to mess with it. Jason Snell, uh, friend of uh, friend of the show. Jason Snell uh, has been a guest of this program with his work. over at Six Colors. Uh, he, on, up on his show Upgrade, he apparently uh, did some drawing and posted it, um, and he cannot draw, and so his drawings were like actually making people um, just scream because they're just. You know, <laughs> which he admitted. I understand. I can't. I can't really draw. I can, I can draw like three things: <laughs> a house, a dog, and a Mac yeah, a little plus. cartoon dog. That's one of my things. A tree. You need a passable tree. I can draw you like one kind of tree, not, you know, maybe you know, two kinds of trees. One of my kids wanted this thing. I think it was called a, it was not a boogie board. It had a name like a boogie board, but it was an erasable electronic small slate. He really wanted this for his birthday. One of, I think his aunt and uncle got it. It wasn't that expensive, but it was cracked me up because it's, uh, you can't record it. You can't do anything with it. It's just its own electronic screen and it's reasonably high resolution. You draw it with a special stylus and then you erase it. And um, I was like, this is like a, like a raised... high-tech Etch-a-Sketch? Yeah, exactly. Or like a, a Sandman dollar or something like that. It was just like, uh, I like the non-permanence of it. You can't connect. You can't download. It's something you draw. It's kind of zen, though, yeah. Yeah, but it's, very, it's highly <laughs> reusable. It's much more. The, I've seen this. There's those magnetic things that uh, kids had when they were little. This is like the super high-tech version, but with a stylus, so instead of Etch-a-Sketch. But uh, I've been very interested in the idea of like... Uh, 
how you have things in your head. You have a picture of something that you want to make, whether it's art or words or some kind of expression of yourself. And it could be for business or it could be personal. And part of, uh, I think, developing a skill, and especially an artistic skill, is taking the thing in your head and being able to make a version you're happy with or that you can at least tolerate. If you're an artist, you'll never be happy with it. Um, in a form that other people can see. And mm -hmm. uh, that's a weird, weird concept, right? I talk to my kids about this because my, my younger especially gets frustrated that he knows what he wants to produce, but what comes out of his hands is not. And uh, that's- Keep striving, little guy. Yeah, electronic tools um, provide less pain because it lets you iterate more with that penalty. You're not producing physical stuff you have to get rid of, you know? And I, I'm fascinated if that helps get over blocks or conceptual blocks because you can produce something that is- of the kind of thing you want to make. Uh, and if it's not, you just go bloop and it's gone. I don't know. That undo button really helps too. Mm -hmm. Well, it's like digital photos. I think people are generally more better photographers on the whole. I think more people are better photographers because they don't have to develop their film. Oh yeah, you can take like 100 pictures a day, yeah. every day, and, and you'll you be bigger. really good, yeah. like very quickly. That's good. Well, uh, this has been the Art Podcast. As uh, <laughs> This is, uh, <laughs> I forgot his name already, Bob, uh, what was it? They're just doing on Twitch, Bob Ross. This Bob has been Ross. Bob, Bob Ross signing off. Uh, just imagine me with a giant fro. As I say, it's, it doesn't matter. Just make make a little blob there. It's okay. And that's a tree. And This podcast and is going to live right over happy. here. That's right. Little podcast. And happy sign. little podcast. Now let's sign that podcast. Well, Susie Oaks, executive editor of Macworld, nice to talk to you again. You too. See you next week. Thank you. And uh, I have been and remain Glenn Fleischman, a senior contributor to Macworld. And this has been the Macworld Podcast, episode 483 for November 18th, 2015. We'll be back uh, next week. You can find us at Macworld.com. You can send email to podcast at Macworld.com. And I've seen people doing this. You can go to this podcast at Macworld.com, leave comments, and we will listen to what you say. In fact, one commenter recently suggested, hey, why don't you get an artist on to talk about using an iPad Pro? And I, my reaction is, we gotta, we need one, we need to get an artist who's had the pencil. So maybe a month before we can find someone who's had time. But it was a great idea. And we it was a suggestion for a future podcast. Yes, a future podcast, the future, yeah. in the far future, when the pencil is actually <laughs> available. In the year 2000. <laughs> exactly. So uh, keep your suggestions coming, and we will talk to you again next week.